welcome back to the Mental Mods Podcast. It's been about three months since the last time we recorded, and a lot has changed. Kat is no longer with us. Uh, she had a situation happen back in March-ish, and she just wasn't able to record, so we put a pause on the podcast. And recently, she told me that she wasn't able to do the podcast at all, which is okay. We're, we're wishing her the best in her next stage of life. Um you know, we're always going to be rooting for her. But I have two new ladies with me. Uh, this is Erica. Hi. And Mercedes. Hey, everyone. So we have these two new ladies. We're going to introduce you, them to y'all. Um, for anyone new that like listening uh, that is friends with Erica or Mercedes, hi, I am Rhiannon. Um, I'm a single mom, 28. I have two kids. Um, if you want to go back and listen to the other episodes, you'll get a better feel for who I am. Uh, yeah, that's basically me and the gist. Uh, let's start with Mercedes introducing yourself. Hey, everyone. So I'm Mercedes, about to be 33 in November. So shout out to Scorpio Gang. I have three kids, a single mom. Um, I work. I'm a manager at a daiquiri bar. I've, still, I've been selling alcohol for the last eight to ten years. Um, I live in Pasadena, you know, just city girl, just for fun. I like to go out with the kids, you know, either it be the zoo or it could be a park, water park. I have a lot of mom friends and they have a lot of kids. So we all like to meet up, hang out. Um, when it's just me on my time, I like to, of course, you know, brunch, have a drink, just hang out, enjoy my day. Definitely a people person. Um, I definitely love to meet new people. I'm very easy at breaking the ice. Um, let's see, what else can I say about me? I'm really short. I mean, 5'1". I love that about myself. Um, let's see. So just working. I have a lot of aspiring dreams, you can say. And I've had a lot of people say things like, oh, you can't do that. You're a single mom. You can never do things like that. But... My view is you can do anything you want, anything you put your mind to, nothing should ever stop you. And that's what I, a big thing that I instill in my children. I want them to know like, yeah, I'm a single mom and I'm doing the thing by myself and I work a lot, but I want them to see like, but she did everything she wanted to do in her life. So that's, you know, a main thing with me. Uh, try to stay with positive vibes all the time, of course. Um, so I mean, I'm quick to cut people off because I don't have a very high temper for a lot of stuff um let's see what else can i say um that's pretty much it um if you guys ever want to come i'm not sure we're allowed to say anything about where we work so if you guys ever want to have come and you're in webster area just message me um that's pretty much it just easy going person down to earth love to have like i said positive vibes i love to joke i love to make people laugh um, i'm one of those people they're like oh she's always you know clowning on somebody and it's like well it's because I like to make people laugh um it's just the vibe is so much easy going when people are laughing and smiling so that's one major thing about me um that's pretty much why it. did you want to join the podcast yes okay so when you first started I remember it was a while back um I remember it was about mental mom uh, it's a mental mom podcast for mental, uh, sorry guys mental health awareness and that was the main thing for me because, you know, as a single mom, the way I was raised uh, by a single parent, and it was my grandmother, so she was always working to provide for me. 
um, I never had that outlet of anything, how to, you know, to talk to anybody about anything that was going on with my life. Now that I am grown and older, I found that outlet with a lot of friends, mom friends, other mom friends. So when you told me or when I read that it was about mental health, I was just like, that's perfect. Because like I said, I was hoping to gain some friends as well. Um, as you know, even if you're not a single parent, I know even parents in relationships, they also have mental issues. So just being a parent in general, it's, you know, a great idea to come together, have different ideas, talk about different things just for other people to say, hey, like I have that in common with her, too. So maybe, you know, is if I can see she's doing something positive, she turned her situation to a positive situation. Like I want to hear about it. I want it to inspire me. So that was a big reason. Um, like I said, it's an outlet for us to also talk. So maybe if I'm conflicted or confused about something, I can talk with you ladies about it or the audience and they can have, I can get their feedback or your guys' feedback. And that would be awesome for me because I, I'm not just a single parent as far as the fathers are not involved. I'm a single parent as far as, the, like I said, I was raised by my grandmother. You know, she passed away about three years ago, you know, rest in peace. Since then, I've literally been on my own. So be besides like me and my friends, my other friends, I don't really have like much other people to talk to besides you know I you know my religion me personally I speak to God and that helps a lot when I pray um but yeah I just wanted to meet y'all also because y'all sound really cool everybody sounds cool you know so new friendships also that's a great thing yes for sure yeah I this the podcast whenever I started it it was always like just about mental health and being able to bounce off those ideas because a lot of parents are going through things you know, like that we don't know about. Like we tend to like push it down because we, you know, we have to be strong for our kids and be the the rock of the family, especially when you're a single parent because you don't have another partner there with you. But just as a parent in general, you usually have to be the strong one, and we struggle a lot with our mental health. So, um, yeah, but that's what it was supposed to be for. And of course, you know, we want to bounce ideas off each other and. You know, y'all have different perspectives and I'm going to have a different perspective and it's good for the audience and for ourselves to get those like different points of views um, out, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there can be other parents as well. They don't have uh, anyone to talk to, like I said, like myself. And then I can, you know, I never really um, been involved with pod a podcast before, but it's great. Like it, it's a good idea to. Like I said, I don't have anybody else to talk to. I can talk to you ladies about stuff. So that's a great thing. You know, other other parents might have that same thing. I think it just women talk in general, like being in a relationship or not, or single or whatever path you're coming on, like relationship wise. I think we all have a mutual understanding at the end because men, sometimes they're all the same. So we could, I think that we could relate even even if we had a past relationship or whatever mom situation that would involve any mental health situation, I think from any path, the same understanding still comes, you know, as women, you know, because women, we, we need to all stand together and relate at one point. So I think this is really good. All three perspectives and anyone can join in, you know, three personalities and three different walks could definitely help everybody, you know. So I think that's really great. And I think all your whole path and situation, your whole story is really amazing to hear. Like, I don't even know what to say about myself anymore. Now I forgot who I am. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
you're good yeah but that's the thing like that yeah i'm glad it's three different you know three different perspectives definitely it's good that we all have something in common and we're able to talk about it you know and feel comfortable of course and everything like that so so you guys are both in texas right yeah Yes, I live in Pasadena. It's like a little city right outside Houston, Texas. Yeah, I'm in Fort Worth. There's a city here in Pasadena, and it's near LA. So when people say Pasadena, I'm in California. Yes. So when I hear Pasadena, I'm like, Pasadena? Like, down that way? So I, I have a few friends that live in Pasadena, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes, all the way. I know it was, it's it's cool to get somebody who's, uh, who does, who's not from this area, you know, like... That's awesome to get, your, you know, your own situation because I'm pretty sure, like, things are different out there versus over here as far as, like, you know, being a single parent. I Is it, like, more expensive over there? I've always heard that. So I'm Everything is more expensive out here, but it's, it's weird. I think in each state it balances out because um, I think the rate ratio of the pay rate in each um, state would, like, kind of balance out the, the rent or whatever you know but over here the the poverty is pretty bad a lot of there's a lot of homeless but there's a lot of people there's a lot of apartments being built every day so it's like crazy like I think it's only the strong survive here but I think there's a lot of survivors out here if you California is uh you have to make it or you break it state so you have to really have a hustle for single moms, we get a lot of help out here statewide. If you're a single parent and you're like EBT, WIC, mm-hmm. all that is very much provided. And there's a lot of resources out here. But also, to a lot of women, they don't want to go that route. So they, they find multiple jobs. They hustle. They do whatever they can out here. So... You know, you wake up in the morning and you see everyone doing their thing. You see the little ladies on the street. You see the girls walking their kids to school. It's it's a big it's a big thing out here. So, um, I think there's a lot of single women in California, and a lot of women don't like to speak on it. A lot of people they like to show that, um, you know, that we can all make it. You know, they don't like to show their struggles out here in California you don't want to show your struggles and it's, it's hard sometimes because you can't really speak to people. Um, everyone here has their, maybe in my perspective, but everyone has their circles, you know, everyone has their people. And if you're an outsider and you don't have a lot of friends or, you know, you're, you're a, uh, a single mom and all your, your friends don't have kids. Like a lot of my friends, they don't have kids. I'm like, a few of them have kids. So I have to like, I have four moms and a lot of the moms now here in California, um, my friends that I thought were um, going to be here like forever. No, they moved like out of state. They moved um, three hours away. So it's hard out here. So it's really good to now social media, like what is the time to live that we could actually connect on a platform on our phones and get together and find people um, that we can relate to. A lot of the people that I'm inspired by and a lot of my friends, they're they're not even in the state. Like right now, you guys are in Texas and I'm in California. Yeah. You got to visit over here. You got to come over here. It's, I've gone to Texas it's, once. I mean, I've never been to California, so 
I haven't really been out of, outside of Texas, but I mean, it's decent. You can find some fun things to do. And over here, I feel like everybody has kids. I mean, in my opinion, no offense to anybody, but everybody these days, you know, comes with kids. A lot of my friends move to Texas. A lot of people are coming to Texas. I'm not happy. I'm not happy about it. It's too crowded over here. Um, I live in like a really, <laughs> I live in a really small town. Everyone's like really sweet. That southern hospitality is like very much alive. And I live on this little street, and all the kids are playing outside and the parents we all take turns watching the kids and we have cameras and you know like a lot of one mom across the street hosts a movie night every night every weekend and then another one has like a little swimming pool and all the kids go over there and then there's a guy down the street that does a slip and slide and so we're like just in the street we're just having fun and it's so cool like I know all the all the neighbor kids and that sounds so 90-ish for me yeah right um, <laughs> it sounds like really family it's like your whole block is like a family together yeah, that's, yeah that's nice so where i live is more houston area i don't know if y'all are, like familiar or if heard it's like i'm not gonna lie it's kind of ghetto but i've lived here my whole life um <laughs> the type to keep to myself here in my apartments i mean they rip they've been on the news like at least once a week they're horrible and it's for killings and it's very you know i keep my head down though like i keep myself inside keep my kids inside if I go anywhere, it's outside of the apartments. I'm never, you know, a lot of apartments you see people just hanging out outside, barbecuing, drinking, talking to each other. I'm not like that because, of course, I'm a single mom, so I have to think about my safety as well and the safety of my kids. So not here. But I can show y'all some fun places <laughs> if y'all ever visit. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool for us to, like, all, like, meet up in the middle and, like, you know, whatever, or, like, go somewhere. Right, like, maybe, like, mm-hmm, that'd be so fun. Yeah. Road trip. For sure. All right, Erica, tell me more about yourself. About me? It's always funny when people ask me about me. I'm like, who am I? All right, I'm a Pisces, you guys. My name is Erica. I'm 34 years old. I live in Los Angeles, California, in a little city called Granada Hills, where they filmed, I guess, parts of E.T., if you guys want to get a visual effect. So in that neighborhood. So if you guys want to kind of envision where I am I live in that type of area so um, I have two kids I have a nine-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son I'm a single parent one baby daddy Um, I come from a single family home I was raised completely by my mom um, with the help of my dad on the side but they did not live together they were divorced Um, I'm an only child So my family is, my inner family is pretty small, but my other family is all scattered in Mexico and in parts of Washington. And that's pretty much my family. So we're really small um, and we have a lot of friends. So um, I'm really close to my mom. My dad already passed away. um job wise I used to be a caregiver um I got into Facebook um a couple years back and I really got into um my spiritual path I guess I had a um what do they call it a Saturn return where I guess when you're 30 years old like life hits you or whatever so when I was like 25 well yeah it sounds like so far now um I got into Facebook doing tarot card readings. 
So I guess I got pretty accurate. I'm pretty good on on reading cards and people. So um, people, I got a following. People asked me to make a Facebook page to make a group. So I got a group and I made a whole following and whole little business out of that. So now I sell candles and I talk to girls on Facebook. That's what got me um, interested in the podcast because I did try to do a podcast, but I like, I kind of need it's it's no fun talking on a podcast by yourself, you know, unless you're telling <laughs> yeah, or you're doing biography on somebody or you're you're um going to explain something. But if you're going to talk about your own mental health issues or talk about life like no, 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 you need a, a group of people to talk about that. So when. I, I tried to do that a couple of years back and it didn't work for me. And then also too, how you said you need to have um, a, a topic list and everything. So I was like, I can't do that all by myself. So I took a, I took a break from it on anchor. And then um, coincidentally um, I started doing content creation and I've been doing pretty good with that. And um, I saw your post on Toxicas and I was like, let me try maybe they like me. So um, I'm like, all right, so we're here now. So mentally, mental wise, I've been through it. Um, relationship wise, mentally, my own mental health since I was a child, my own um, child traumas, I've been through it all. And I feel that I'm on a safe platform that I could um, comfortably and I'm safe in my own skin to talk my story and reach out to people, relate to people, tap in with you guys, and just just have a good time and, you know, be in our, be in our women's skin and our femininity and learn from each other. And I think that's the best we could do, you know, especially as single moms that we don't have a lot of, a lot of, um, some of us can't relate to us. And we have yeah. people that can relate to us. And a lot of people are outsiders, like I said, in California, everyone sticks to themselves. We don't have a block party that we can close down and the slip and slide guy. We don't have none of that. We everyone sticks to themselves and everyone has cameras and ring cameras. Everything is surveillance out here. Everyone what grabs their kids when they go to the store. It, it's it's I wanna say it's safe to an extent you know and and i think each in each um city each person knows their own safeties and their own boundaries out here i think it's it's good out here but it's rough out here and then sometimes it's it's hard to connect with single moms because we're all working we're all with the kids we make a date and it never happens you need to find your one your one mom friend to to really make dates with and it's hard. So it's hard. Yeah. I would rather talk about it than than go out and about because it's hard. Yeah, I like that you said that you're like comfortable with yourself because not a lot of people understand that, you know, like you're comfortable enough with yourself and you're like happy with yourself that you're wanting to help other people to how to become that way. You know what I mean? I love that because that's kind of where I am at life. Like it took me a long time, even how you said like turning 30, like, it, you know, kind of shifted something in me too. And 
I um, also, you know, I have a lot of trauma in childhood and in my past as well. And, you know, it's really it's really a mental battle to be say that you're comfortable and know yourself that you're comfortable enough to talk about it and try to help other women, you know? So that's great. I love that. I'm not always comfortable, but I'm comfortable enough. Like, like I've been like working through my phobias a lot. And a lot of my phobias, is like speaking and like reaching out, you know, I've gone through therapy sessions and girl group sessions where you have to, you're in a circle with girls and you have to really talk about things and oh my goodness talk about things that make us uncomfortable and you know sometimes it's hard to step out of your own self and like look at yourself in the mirror and you know I fight with myself mentally every day to 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 do it I'm not perfect at it I'll, I'll be in the car crying trying to be the best I can you know and it's like every day it's like I don't know like the feeling like you know when you're driving on the freeway and you don't want to you're driving against that one wall well in in texas you guys don't really have the walls but i've been in texas you guys have those two-way two-way roads like when you're riding against it like mm -hmm. you feel like you don't want to get too close because you want to you don't want to hit it right yeah you, don't you know you're, and you're like driving and you're like oh my god like i don't want to hit it that's how i feel like with myself every day constantly like i don't want to like I don't want to mess up. I don't, I don't want to like fall down my own path. I don't want to, I, every day is a struggle. Like I always have to keep myself pushing because I don't have brothers and sisters. My mom is me and my mother and I, we have a love and hate relationship. So it's like, I can only take what my, I'm, what my mother says with a grain of salt. And that's like my only like influence that I have, like backup wise, you know, family-wise, motherly-wise, and sometimes her and I don't relate to things, so I'm like, who can I talk to? Who can I talk to? Who can I talk to? Therapy, you can only say so much in therapy before they, they consider you crazy or mentally ill or something. <laughs> you can only, and then some of us are lying half the time, you know, not even saying the whole story, you know, just saying half of it, you know, you and, you know, you need to talk to somebody and you know, you're not always going to be writing things down in your diary and meditating. That's, that that's impossible with two kids. Like right now, they're all, all our kids are in the background. One's right here. I'm telling her to go like this. I'm, I'm, I'm backing her up to go. Like I told them uh, like two hours ahead since last night, we have a zoom meeting today. We have a zoom meeting today. I'm going to give you everything you want, you know? So every day is like a struggle, you know? So I fight myself every day to try to be the best I could be. And I am I my best right now? No. Do I, I look like my best? Yes. Am I struggling in my head? Yes. Am I am I going to do what I have to do? <sighs> Most likely. Yes. Not all of it. But <laughs> and that's where we are right now. I'm sorry to make laugh. No, like, bro, laugh, laugh. <laughs> you know, I, I, I try to make the best of any situation, and I make people laugh. And if you can all laugh at one thing, fuck it, laugh. So yeah, every day is a struggle, you know. And I wish you were around because I probably need a daiquiri right now. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think every mom needs a drink at the end of the day, like especially right when the kids go to sleep. Okay, it's my turn. Good night, kids. You know. 
that's why I liked about the school schedule. They had to be asleep by like 8.39 p.m. because they had to be up early. But now it's the summer schedule over here. Um, so they're out for school and they wake up. They go to sleep. I get home from work at 10, sometimes close to 11 because I get out at 10. Um, and, you know, sometimes I just come home, shower and knock out and I'll come my alarm for like two in the morning and it'll set off and i wake up and they're still awake i'm like go to sleep already guys mm -hmm. like come on so you know it's crazy when they're home but it's good to be able to spend time with them as well i put them in summer school so hopefully you know that'll keep the the balance you know because i cannot it, it they've been up since seven o'clock in the morning oh my goodness yeah mine too and I have two dogs. It's like I have four kids. I have two dogs too. I got um, I got a um, this bitch right here. There's a little dog right there, and then they got a golden retriever, and they're like a handful. They have like they shed everywhere. They want attention. You have to feed them, and the kids are off for school. Yeah, two big dogs. I have two big dogs. I have two really oh, big no. dogs. I mean, not no, like it's not a bad thing. I just mean I know that's a lot. I can imagine that's a lot to handle. I have a small, small chewy dog, so he's not really, yeah, he's a little chewy. He's not really a lot. He just likes, he's hyper. He gets hyper. So he gets the zoomies and that's pretty much it. Jumping off the couch, jumping off the bed. And you hear me in the background, like, stop, behave, sit down. Like, just calm down, dog. And he just down, gets really dog. excited. So, but. Do you dress up your chewy? No. Well, to be honest, like when I first got him, I was going through something. So I kind of got him for my kids because. You know, I wanted them to have like, oh, because they they knew I was sad. I lost a family member. Um, So at that time, when I first got him, they got really close with him. So my kids are really close with him. And I just like about maybe five or six months ago, started getting really close with him, you know, as well. He's turned a year this year. Uh, This month, he turns a year. So I wanted to go get him like, um, I think they have like some birthday cakes at the at Petco or something. So I wanted to, you know, take him when I get paid and get him a little birthday cake. And I, I have. You know, really wanted to start bonding with him more. It's just at that point in my life, it was just kind of hard for me to really feel any type of love. You know, when you lose a family member, it's kind of like a blank feeling for a while. Oh, yeah. So I I don't really dress him up, but I mean, that's something I want to do with him, like start bonding with him more. Definitely. I think the pets all come at a weird time in our lives. Like the last time I had a pet was when I was a teenager. And I want to say that I like took care of my pet but like my parents took care of it like I was if I wasn't there my dad would take care of my dog and you know I didn't really pay much attention to it I just knew I had a dog you know and I had a little dog that my boyfriend gave to me so I thought I was so cool with my little chihuahua and now like that little tiny rest in peace he passed away he's he was old but and I told myself like, I'm not gonna have a dog for a long time I'm like I'm not gonna have dogs anymore and now that I'm 34 um my friend was having she breeds dogs and she was asking somebody um people on Facebook if they wanted to foster a dog so I'm like let me give it a shot like because she I she had a she has a good following so I'm like I'm pretty sure she has a lot of friends that she could give the dog to. And she gave the little French pit, French pit bull, the little French bulldog to me. And it came at a really rough time. Like I was really struggling. I was struggling mentally. I had like no like little like 
little companion or anybody to like you know like have with you know like I always had but like I never had one like for emotional like I needed like something you know because I was always by myself you know I don't have a boyfriend I don't have any any relationship I don't have a relationship with my baby daddy that I'm like oh my god you know like I don't have anything. So I have my dog. I got this dog and it came to me at the right time. Or I don't know if it if it was a blessing or I don't know. But that's like my little friend and take it everywhere I can, you know, and my kids are like so attached to it that like I, I have to like I it's like part of the family. It's already you can't you can't give it away. You know, <laughs> you can't like, you know, it's there, you know, so. And you only have that one, you said? I have one. And then, coincidentally, um, the same girl that gave me that one um, told me, like, are you down to um, work with me with the dogs? And I'm like, hmm, sure. You know, she's like, I'll give you a puppy out of one, out of a litter that we make. So I'm like, I'm down, you know, because I, I, I got this one. He was, like, almost a year old. But he was, like, straight out of the cage, you know? Like, straight, he was, like, all traumatized, like, me, you know, like, I guess we both killed each other. So, he, like, when I got him, like, he was, like, didn't, she's, like, he, he, he's afraid of walk. He was, like, afraid of the grass. He, he did he never seen a flower, you know? Like, he was, like, all, like, like, I don't know what was going on, you know? But, um. It's, like, a brand new world for him, It was, like, yeah. a brand new world. And I took care of him. And now, like. Mm-hmm. The, the people who don't even recognize him like he's all like jumping everywhere the vibes the vibes or you know too many to stress trauma or whatever this dog behind me i got her also i actually found her at the parking lot of walmart and she was covered in oil and she was a puppy and like i got her and i was also like i was diagnosed bipolar 2020 and at that time, like, when I found her, I wasn't diagnosed yet, but I was really going through it, you know? I was, like, really depressed, um, wanting to, you know, just not be alive anymore. I got her, and she was a puppy, and she literally saved my life. Like, literally. she, Me and her are like this. Like, I can let her off my leash. She will not leave my side. Like, she's, like, there. If I call her, she's on me. If, like, She's the, my number one protector. You know, she's oh, she's really, really sweet. She will never hurt anyone. Like, she hates my dad with a passion. She hates him <laughs> so much. So much. She does not like him. Like, anytime she sees him, she's just barking the whole time. But even then, she's never even hurt, hurt him. But she's, like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, she's very protective. But, I under, but what I'm saying is, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, dogs can literally save your life. Like pets. Oh yeah. Like they're a really big responsibility and you have to take care of them, you know, they're basically a child, but they can turn your life around like one thousand percent. Oh yeah, and I think also too it helps with the kids, you know, to have a little pet around, you know, and to grow and have like some a sense of responsibility. I know they they're young, that they're not always gonna be doing taking care of the dog, but like to know that, you know, there's a creature around that you need to be mindful of, you know, and have bad for and and I will teach kids and also uh, uh us too as as um adults we learn from the dogs sometimes sometimes the dogs are have more loyalty and more more um truth than than the humans other people yeah for sure I, I trust my dog more than 
some humans. And my dog doesn't run away. My This little puppy that I have, coincidentally, I got another one last week. So I'm training her. But my dog, the one that they originally had given me, he is, like, by my side, like, all the time. Like, I could take him off the leash and I'll sit down and he'll sit down right next to me. He'll just, he won't run around. I'll, I'll call his name. He'll be right there. And if he roams and I just, he hears me, like, about to go in he'll run from far like like where are you going you know so, so it's good you know it, it, they're better than boyfriends i all say that much they don't they don't talk back you know, <laughs> you know? and i've had like cats before and like cats they're not as loving like you know they're not as cuddly well in my experience so we're bad. all dogs they were not we're dogs yeah Sorry, my dog says to me like he wants he wants your attention he wants to jump up and lick you and he wants you to pet him cats don't they only in my experience they only wanted that when they were hungry and that was it they didn't want to mess with me no more you're like Meh. i refer people to like cats sometimes i'm like you're a cat like you as a person you're a cat like you only come around as a person you want something <laughs> you know like like to people like to people be like you're a cat you're a dog you know like you know those like golden retriever friends or whatever like when yeah. you're, the, you're the cat person you're the person that's just gonna come around when it's convenient for you but you're like i don't fuck with anyone you know you know i never thought about it like that cat people and dog people were were dogs and they're cats but mm. what do you say, like, the one that has, like, both, like, five dogs, like, four cats, like, no, I mean, like, No, I mean, like, they're, they're, like, the person's personality is a cat or a dog. Not, like, not, like, the, like, what they have, no. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, everyone has their own personality. Like, the way they act, the way the person's yeah. acting like a cat. That's what yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, mysterious, like, you know, creepy little eyes. Yeah, like, like uh -huh. are they loyal? If they the vibe. People, like, if they have a dog and a cat, are they going to be loyal, but, like, loyally distant? You know, like... Like, I had a best friend. I used to refer to her as a cat all the time because, like, I could never reach out to her, you know? Like, if I reach out to her, it's like leave me the fuck alone and then if she came to me i just had to be like ready for her i'm like bro you're a fucking cat like <laughs> you're a cat i don't fuck with that i want to die i want someone that's gonna be loyal to me and like you know want to hang around me and stuff they're happy to see you yeah yeah see we can't call um men dogs no more because dogs are better than that like <laughs> they're loyal right they're loyal men are not loyal. <laughs> well not all men but you know but um, I was I wanted to ask like so Liz, you have brothers and sisters? I have one sister, one older sister, and we don't really talk. We're not really close. Um, she lives like she lives like twenty minutes away from me. She doesn't have kids. Um, but uh, yeah, I was asking because I see like Erica said she only, she's a single uh child, so I was like, damn, that's different because I have I think three brothers. There's, I say I think because we were not raised together so like we barely bonding like the past two years um so I have three brothers and then I have two well three sisters one older sister and two smaller sisters but this same like I don't know if it's because we're not raised together or it's because they have their own lives but we're not close either we don't you know I can't yeah. call my sister up and ask her like mm -hmm. hey you know, I have tried to reach out to her a bunch of times my younger sister she has a you know, my nieces and nephews, and I'm the type to be like, hey, bring me the kids for the weekend. But I think because she's so close with them, she's like, no, it's okay. And like, well, I want to bond with them. So, but you know, so many, so many times you can reach out before you just like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave it alone. 
yeah, that's how it is with me, me, me and my sister. Like, I love her to death and everything. We grew up together, but I think there's a lot of resentment between us. Um, personally, just like our relationship growing up. So, um, like my over my dad and your parents raised you like together. No, my 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 parents my parents are divorced. They've been divorced since I was like three. But that. That's interesting. We have three different like points of views, like you know, because I was raised by my grandmother, because my parents like they were never together uh, officially. So like I was raised by my dad's mom. Um, even to I don't talk to my mom to this day. The last time I talked to her I was eighteen, and here I am already gonna be thirty three. So, you know, and then like Erica, with you being raised by just your mom only and no siblings, like you know, three different types of point of view. But it's cool because I don't know about you guys, but like I've always say like I want to do better with my kids versus how I was raised you know so as far as like I said I wasn't able to talk to anybody my grandma always worked and I think the way she was raised she just was not raised to talk to me as far as like you know things that you should talk to your daughter about basically um so I was never taught those things so with me and my kids like um I talk to them you know I'm like is there anything you want to talk about? Like my oldest son's about to turn 13 and I'm like, Hey, you know, let's keep up with hygiene. You're at the point where girls are going to start noticing you. I don't, you know, I need you to spray yourself, put lotion. I was never taught things like that. So I feel like that's good. And, you know, I like that we, you know, we all want to do, we're closer and we want to do better with our kids. And that's, you know, cause we already said like, you know, we we're, we're single parents. So that's all our kids have. And, and yeah. we're trying. And I know Erica said she tries every day and, you know, uh, Liz, I know you're trying as far as, you know, you're a single parent as well. And the same with me, you know, and that's good. I like that about us three. We have a lot in common. Mm. Yeah, like, for example, me, mine is like a double conundrum because um, my I was, my parents divorced when I was like five. So mm -hmm. I do remember them being together. But each time they were together, it was like, I remember like, bittersweet moments more than like good moments so I remember them like like arguing just to go to like have a drive to the beach you know like everything was always like you know um not like it was always like you know they were always going at it you know so I I kind of saw that and my mom like I want to say she came through like domestic violence with my dad you know so I saw them divorced because of that and my dad used to drink and she I remember my mom saying like um, I would tell her like why did you believe my dad and she's like oh because he didn't want to do things for the family he didn't want to do things like as a family he wanted to always come home and drink at the end of the day like he did everything he was supposed to do he paid all the bills he I lived very comfortably but he liked to drink in the night and my mom, like, she wanted to travel. She wanted to take me places as a family. And he was never down for that. Like, he just wanted to be home. Maybe it's a Mexican man. I think my parents are both Latino Mexican. Girl, because I was about to say, that's so huge this day. Like, everybody's, all, not men only, because, like, women too, but everybody wants to be drunk all the time. Like, they want to come home and drink their cerveza. They want to drink their you know they're drinking be in front of the tv and you know that's cool and everything you know but if you have a family and you're 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 trying to be with somebody it's not you know yeah or like you know just 
do it like once in a while or like for a celebration why are you doing it like every day like oh i worked hard today i'm like okay that's nice you worked hard so did i even though you work outside i work inside you should you know not be wanting to get drunk every day because you know and then with that like do it responsibly you know a lot of people don't do it responsibly like you know they want to be drinking and in the streets and it's like come on like let's be smart about it all that but you have your when you have your family you have to think about that you know so a lot of places that my mom took me i do wish my dad was there i do wish yeah. you know i had that moment with them and then the moments that i do have with them i do cherish because my dad passed away already and my dad oh, okay. was my best friend my mom i've my mom, she raised me really good. I live with her. Um, when they divorced, my mom stayed in the house and my dad moved down the street in an apartment that I could literally like walk to if I wanted to, but I never did. Like, so um, she always raised me. Like I stayed with her, but on the weekends I would go with my dad. And I remember like my mom doing things and my dad doing things and me having to go to my dad because my mom wasn't taking care of me like how you said like your grandma didn't um like she didn't teach you things like as a a woman like like a woman should you know like i i learned most of the woman stuff in the fifth grade class the teen sex class yeah same video that parent the nurse comes and teaches you about your period and yeah and deodorant and stuff that's where I got all, all the bases and, you know, kissing boys and stuff. I learned all about that in fifth grade. My mom never told me, oh, a boy is going to do this or, um, you know, like you're going to get your period. Like I got my period. My mom was like, there's toilet paper in the, in the thing. You know, I grabbed, I, I wrapped it in toilet paper. I'm like, don't I need a pad? Like she never, like, she didn't need, like, she didn't. That's crazy. That's wild. That was my dad. I told my dad, like, like. And he and he was like, "All right, let's let's go to the CVS. That was Save On back in the day. Save On. I don't know if they have that in Texas. Do you guys have like Hub or the Hub or well, the, uh, do you guys I have like CVS and Walgreens and stuff. Yeah, CVS yeah. and Walgreens. Hub over here. Walgreens. Yeah, yeah, we have a Walgreens. We have a Walgreens, but it's not as popular as like CVS. I I don't know if you guys have CVS out there. Yes, yes, yes. So he he's the one that like bought me my things you know i i told my dad take me take me i need to i need to do stuff i need to handle my business like I, i'm i'm on a period you know and he's like okay well, let's go over to the to the cvs and he would take me to the aisle and he would just stand there and i'd be like picking trying to pick what was right for me so i i learned and then also too when um for example i went to um a friend's house for the summer and I remember I stayed with my dad that summer so he let me spend the weekend which I thought was so big at my friend's house because as Latinas we're not allowed to spend the night at anybody's house yet alone you can't even go to your cousin's house and sleep over because you don't even know you know you can't do none of that you know I feel like that was more back in the day though because these days like not me personally but I know other people like they let their kids go like you know with their friends to like you know their houses and I'm like um no I can't do that I'm like no be home I tell my kids so like your parents could come here and, and it's safe because I'm it's just me and the kids here that could come here but I, you can't go to work but yeah but yeah I was growing up yeah I went to that house for like a sleepover and I and it was like a big deal for me like like I go for like the weekend of the weekend you know to my friends 
house, and that weekend I got my period. And they had a big pool party, and I was ready to go in the pool, and the mom is like, why don't you use a tampon? And I'm like, what? Like, a like she's like, yeah, you just grab it. She, the mom, and she was Latina, too. But she was, like, American, more Americanized, like that. And I remember my mom was like, if you put a tampon in, you're not a virgin. That's that's how my mom is kind of like like my mom's a lot more Americanized, you know, but at the same time she's also like, if you do that, you're already like that. That's not how that works. But yeah. I was able to use I, I was able to use tampons. I was like thirteen when that happened. Damn. So I was like You got baby. your period at thirteen? I had my period like at the summer of fifth grade. So I was okay, like, yeah, I think I had mine same, but yeah, we were right. like 15. But you know, like girls these days, they're having them like younger and younger. That's I was like, damn, at 15. I, I know girls these days have them like at 10, 11. They're different now. I saw something that they said that the biology of the human is different. Like they said that, evolving. Uh, where's your heart? It's on the right side. And they're like, no, in the health book, it says in the middle. And I'm like, no, what the hell? Like your heart's right here. Yeah. I see no, that too. Like, when like, did that change? Did that? <laughs> um, maybe they're different. Maybe they're they're different. You know, they're. They different. said too that your lungs, or I don't know if it was your lungs or your kidneys. They like whatever's down here. That now it's not. It's never really been down there. It's always been right under here. your ribs. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, it hasn't. Because you know, when people would complain, I want to say maybe your kidneys. When people complain of kidney pain, it's like the lower back area. So how can it be under? Like your ribs are up here. Like that don't make sense. But yeah, I seen that too. Um, I wanted to I wanted to say something to you about like how you said you were close to your dad and your dad was the one that was like there for you or whatever. Like I had the opposite. So my mom, my dad used to take us traveling. We always traveled and we always had he was always the fun parent. He was never the responsible parent. And my mom was a responsible parent. Of course we were like, Oh, you have rules and stuff. How dare you put standards on me and my sister, you know? But uh, my dad was always, like, the fun one, and so we would travel and stuff, and that's how I ended up getting pregnant, because my dad used to let me, like, go. He would literally, I have daddy issues over this, okay? He would literally drop me off at guys' houses, and just, like, I'm 15. Whatever. 15 years old. <laughs> why, why are you dropping me off at these guys' houses? How, what is wrong with you? And he never had those, like, those, like, protective dad like thing he would just like okay like and then he would like he would drop me off and then he would leave and then go get me food me and the guy food and then bring it back no wonder you wanted to be with your dad and not your mom (laughs) yeah and then he was like he would never like be like you need to wear protection guys are like this guys are pigs guys he never gave me the rundown on like what guys want or like don't mess with him because you know guys are players or anything. He was just like, okay, whatever. Like he never like really protected me. You would ask your dad, hey, can I go to so and so's house? And he would be like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, literally, exactly like that. He would, and it wasn't just like a one time thing. He was like, questions? no, yeah, and he then, like, say, what are y'all gonna do? Yeah, no, I have a worse story. Like, okay. I have such a horrible story. One time I was. um trigger warning i was um sexually assaulted by a friend and my dad had dropped me off at this guy's house right that happened (laughs) and then my dad picked me up and he looked at me and he could see that something was wrong 
And he just asked me, hey, did this happen? And I was like, yeah. And my dad was like, okay. And then he just drove off. He just drove off, like, like with me. But, like, he just, like, <laughs> like he didn't say anything to me. He didn't do anything to the dude. No cops were I was going to say, nothing like, ever happened? No, nothing ever came of it. Like, just nothing happened. And after that, what? Like, did he still, like, drop you off, or did he get a little bit more protective? No, he's still, like, after that, with different guys, like, whoever I wanted to date you, and, like, I remember the summer I got pregnant with my son, I was 18, and so I was 18, I'm an adult or whatever, but, like, Mm -hmm. you would think to still be, I'm still a teenager, I'm still young, I'm still impressionable, I'm still, like, you know, stupid, you should have, you as a man, as a father, I feel like you should be protective of your daughter period you know and so when I got pregnant like I would like literally just not come home I would just like I'd be like I tell my mom I was with my dad and then I would be with my boyfriend or my baby daddy and I just wouldn't come home I'd stay out all night with him and my dad never blinked an eye never and then he was like shocked when I came out pregnant it's not my fault, like, dude. <laughs> and it's not his fault, That's but like, at the same time, but like, you played a part in it. You let me yeah. not come home. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't reprimand me. You didn't ground me. You didn't like nothing. Do you think that if your dad set some ground rules for you, things would have been different, or did you want that support? Like, did you want your dad dropping you off to be like, no, no, Liz, don't do that? I feel like at some point I was kind of like pushing it. Because I wanted him to, like, at some point be, like, say something. Like, this is mm-hmm. absolutely like, show crazy. Like, some type and of love. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I feel like at some point. So you think you would do it, like, on purpose, too, just to see if he would pay attention? I think at some point I did start doing that. Where it was just, like, just to test the waters. And he just didn't, he didn't care. So you were reaching out for your dad and he was not even. Yeah. And so even now. Your- even now, as an adult, like he'll meet the guys I date and stuff, and he 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 like I had a stepdad, you know, and my stepdad was very like, you know, with the gun out and you're I'm gonna fuck you up, you know, like or he tried to, <laughs> you know, and my mom stopped him, but like he was trying to be that protective figure. Meanwhile, my dad, he was never just like he like he'll meet the guys I date, and he's like, oh, okay, I have another story. Recently, like two years ago. Two years ago, mm-hmm. he was watching my kids while I went out for my birthday, and I was dating this guy. He was this guy is like twenty years older than me, not really. He twenty years older than you? He's like thirteen. He's thirteen years older. Than I me. Said, is that what she said? I think you said twenty years <laughs> old at first, and then you said older. Yes. No, like, nah, this guy's older. This guy was thirteen years older than wait, me, and I was turning. Wait, what's your age again? I'm twenty eight. Got a tie. I'm just 28. Okay. I got a type. I got a type. I do. I do got a type. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I'm saying. I got daddy issues. Anyways, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so my dad, like, this guy, we're driving home, and this guy ended up driving on the wrong side of the street, right? So the cops pull us over, and they're like, if you can have someone come pick you up, then we'll let you go, right? So my dad comes to pick me and this guy up. Oh and instead of. Instead of being like, you need to get the fuck out of my ha- my daughter's house, like he should have been, even as a golden adult, he should have been like, you shouldn't be here. No, he let this guy sleep on my couch, and then he drove him back to his car the next morning. And I just was just like, dappy, and I was, 
I like your dad is so nice. Oh my goodness. It was crazy with my dad because even though, okay, my mom, like how you said, the mom, she was a responsible one, paid the bills and everything. Like my mom, my parents are both Libras. So oh. I think the sign. Libras fucked me up. <laughs> so I'm a Pisces. So they made a, two Libras made a Pisces. So my dad, my mom is like, like strict like strict like she's like a judge like boom 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 like everything like she's like the law you know like don't mess with my mom you know but my dad he's like he he was like I remember being so scared of him like, not scared but like he was like scary to people like people feared him like he everyone had like this respect for my dad you know like Raul, he's the one, you know, like, don't, don't mess with Raul, you know, and I, I was always, like, his only daughter, daddy's girl, he had never had other kids, you know, so he was, I, he was always, like, my protector, but he was, like, really cool with me to an extent that he talked to me about everything, I smoked with my dad when I was able to smoke with him, I, I, I chilled with him, you know, I drank with my dad, you know, I was able to have, like, a good conversation with my dad, like, later on in, in my adult life, you know, and he passed away from Alzheimer's. But at the same time, I remember like being so afraid to have a boyfriend and I had, had to do everything sneakily, sneaking. I was so sneaky and I got in trouble for it, lying and everything. And now I think about it, like I probably broke my dad's heart like a million times because he was like from the army. He went to Vietnam. He had like this whole fucking background, you know? So it's like, how dare me get pregnant at 25? I got pregnant at 25. I was so afraid. Like, even if I- At 25, you were afraid? I got pregnant at 25 because- I'm almost 30. I remember when my, um, I was like young, I would see like those teenage girls pushing the, the baby carriages and my dad would be like, oh, like if you do that, like you'll break my heart, Erica. Like- like I would never want to see you like that. So even even when I had like a boyfriends and stuff and I was like a little slut or doing my dumbass mm-hmm. shit, you know, like fucking being a whore or whatever the fuck you want to call it in my young slut days, whatever you want to call it. Even then, if I knew like, oh shit, I can't get pregnant. This guy is not what it is or I cannot get pregnant. Man, I would go with my friends to Planned Parenthood. And get that fucking pill. I was so afraid to get pregnant. Like, oh, hell no. If my dad saw that, he'd, like, he'd kill me. Like, I was more afraid of my dad than getting pregnant. You know? Like, and when I got pregnant, I was, like, I had to get, I was already 25. And I remember my dad, he had dementia, Alzheimer's. So I remember when he was, when I was younger, he would say, like, oh, I would like to see my grandkids if I, Mm. before I die. Grandkids. He had, like, a little bucket list, you know? I want to see aliens. I want to see your mom get fucking um screamed at. He had like a whole fucking bucket list of like what he wanted to see before he passed away. And I was able to see, give him his grandkids. He saw my both of my kids before he passed away. So I gave him that, you know. But the whole time, like I feared my dad and like his his the loyalty from my dad, I had so much for him that I couldn't I couldn't do that to him. And a lot of things I did, I did them rebelliously. So my dad and my mom, they always try to keep me like in a straight line. But I, I always went wherever the hell I wanted. I think it was because they were so strict on me the whole time. They protected me so much that 
I wanted, I just like escaped, you know, like I just, I, I ran away like at 16 to be with my boyfriend that was five years older than me. And I like, I, I was like purposely like getting in arguments with my parents just to be with like guys, you know, just to be out with my friends. And now when I think about it, I'm like, why did I do that? Why now as a mom, I'm like, I can't imagine my daughter doing that. I can't imagine my and me that I used like a party girl. I'm like, they can, I, I could catch and slip in at any time. I know all the tricks. I know, I know everything. So I'm like, now I, I'm scared for my kids, knowing the things that I did as a teenager. It's, and everything's worse now, like with technology and everything. So you got to worry about more than just, you know, us going to other people. Like when we were younger, you know, we'd, yeah, we'd skip school and do drugs. And, you know, we'd go home, though, because we were scared of our parents. These kids these days, like, no, they're out there. Like, it's, you know, it, it's a lot of stuff to worry about. But um, so I wanted to ask you, your parents, like, were they older? Like, or can I know their ages? Because, like, you know, your dad had Alzheimer's already. My dad's is. 51 I think so I was just asking he got dementia Alzheimer's but this also has to do with um mental issues because my dad like how I mentioned he drank and when they say that you have depression and you drink and you go through like mental trauma you lose your memory okay yeah I've heard that too it, it, it's it's like given like you can't like escape it and then like he never well, he never took the time he just he never tried to stop drinking my dad never tried to stop drinking he never he he didn't think it was a problem because he only drank at night after work and that was it but it affected everything tremendously to where he was in in the war so a lot of that the 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 VA took care of him a lot because he was like government, he was so, so connected to the army. So they said that from the PTSD, trauma, depression, everything that everything that happened in, in Vietnam and everything like caused an effect now. So like, my, so when my dad got dementia, he was like fifty five, and he he got it like heavily, like it hit him. He passed away like when he was like 63 or something so I, I i saw him in all the stages at the end i became his caregiver so i saw my dad like from superhero to like what what is what what like yeah that I, that must be heartbreaking you know so i had to be super strong and then i remember i know that my relationship with my mom is like not the best resentful I have a resentful love and hate relationship with my mom. Like we look exactly alike. Um, she's like the older version of me that like, we're like this, like half of the time. Like we're like either laughing and bumping heads and laughing and bumping heads in, in the same hour. So like, she's like all I have now. So I try to make the best of it now um, as a parent now like back in the day you're like oh i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do that when uh if i see my mom or my parents i'm not gonna be like this with my kids or whatever you know so now that i'm in this situation even though um 
you could be resentful or anything. I like swallow my pride. I cry every day knowing that the relationship with my mom, not every day, but like metaphorically speaking, you know, like I try to, I hold my tongue to have a relationship with my mom to, for them to, for my kids to have that bond because my, my family, my grandparents, they're all, they're all, they were all in Mexico when I was young. So I never had that grandma, grandpa bond. So I, I'm trying to have that with my kids. So even if I don't have a good relationship with my mom, I want my mom and my kids to have a good relationship. So that's like, it's like such a struggle because you have all you, you're trying to be your own mother. You're, you're trying to be, you're trying to cut yourself from where you came from to give your kids like a good life. And then you're still, fighting your life with, with that you're trying to get out of it's like hard it's like literally like it's hard at least yeah I feel you on the part where you're like trying to make your, sure your mom has the relationship with your kids because like with me um like I said my mom she was not around she's uh she used to, did drugs back in the day so right now she's still I'm assuming doing drugs I'm not sure um but I don't talk to her like I said since I was 18 um, so my mom and my dad, they were only together for like two years. Um, my mom was already pregnant when my dad got with her and he raised her, the first son, but he unfortunately passed away. And when my older brother passed away, they had just had me, but that's when they split. Um, that's when my mom started doing drugs and my dad, you know, didn't really want me. So not that he didn't want me, but he couldn't really raise me as a father. And he ended up giving me to my grandma. My grandma raised me. Um, she passed away, but now, uh, so I didn't really have that bond with my dad. He never paid child support up until I was 18, 19. He was not involved. He went on, you know, got remarried, had more kids, tried to live his life with them. Um, so I kind of resentful for him for that because I'm like, well, how come you can raise those kids, but you couldn't be in my life? Like, I never understood that, but I don't question it. But to this day, I tell him like, Hey dad, you know, like, uh, I've accepted already my relationship with him as a father, but I want him to have his relationship with my grandkids. And I tell him that, and I tell him like, hey, you can have time if you want with me, but if you don't, if you're not gonna be a grandpa, and I mean like 100% a hundred percent a grandpa to your grandchildren, like if you're gonna be a, a half-ass grandpa, then I don't want that. I'd rather just not have that in their lives, because that's what you did with me. You were a half-ass dad, you know. So I'm not gonna have that for my kids. So that's you know. So we try. I, I, that's good that we try to have that relationship that make that bond with them and i know our kids are gonna see it you know when they get older they're gonna see it and yeah i cut out my kids other grandparents or paternal grandparents they were very in and out of their life you know like they would go months without saying you know i'm just like like their dad and but like i can't really stop their dad from doing that you know but like i stopped them i'm like you can't come in and out of my kid's life like you don't live that far away. You can make a phone call. Like, no phone calls. You can call them. You can talk to them. You can do something. You can, like, there's other ways you can make an effort than, you know, having to see them all the time. So I just told them, like, don't bother us anymore because, like, I can't. Like, it's not fair to them to be, like, wondering where they are, who they are, you know. Like, that's your responsibility to make a relationship with my kids. It's not mine. It's not, my, it's not my business. It's not my fault. 
Mm-hmm. And the kids are more advanced, so they understand that. Like, they get it if, the, if somebody doesn't want to be around them. Like, if the dad doesn't want to be around them or the grandparents or whatever the case is, they can feel that, you know. And you don't want that for your kids. You know, of course, as a mother, you don't want your kids to feel that because we felt that as kids. And it was, you know. So, yeah, I get that. I definitely try to have a a better bond with my kids. Um. I'm not gonna lie, like as far as raising a um a son, because uh, I have two. My oldest is about to be 13 in two days. He turns 13, and my daughter, she's nine. Uh-huh, and, and my son and my baby, he's six. So he's he's a daddy's boy. So he's with his dad maybe 80 percent of the time. So because he's like big attached with his dad and their side of the family. But my other two, um, so I have three. They all have different dads. Uh, the first two, like they're not involved at all. So since they've been babies like you know like you said we're doing our best and not even just that like nobody ever taught us how to like talk to our kids what to talk about what things we should look out for so we're learning this as our on our own as single parents you know and trying to you know break make that bond with them is hard and raise and then raising like a uh, raising boys is something else too because it's definitely a different experience raising boys is something else because you know you have that in the back of your heart like the guilt kind of like well I can't teach him how to be a man but I'm going to teach him how to love I'm going to teach him how to show love give love help his family help you know be a man in a different type of way versus you know things that I can't show you as far as to like I know how to change a tire but like change oil on a car or something things like that I can't do you know um so with that being said like i'm just glad to these to this day now my dad is like trying he'll i can see the difference in him you know he'll call and video chat my kids and even though he wasn't a dad like grown up to me because you know he never he was in and out he never showed me like what real love from a man is or things like that um but now he tries with my with my kids and i appreciate that a lot because you know i never thought i would see my parents that at this point how he is now i never thought he would be like that you know so i'm happy mm. with that that's good that's good like i have my parents like my family is really small it's really mm-hmm. just like i don't i don't talk to extended family like at all like all my cousins and stuff like either on my mom's side or my dad's side i don't mm-hmm. talk to them because they bullied me a lot like no matter what i did it was just never good enough for them so i was just like i don't need that negativity in my life so I just cut them off, and now so now it's literally just me, my dad, and my mom, and I don't really talk to my sister. Like, did all, they treat so. you kind of like the black sheep of the family or something? Yeah, like I would know it. So my dad spoiled me as I was younger, so I think like I had a really shitty attitude as a kid. But I'm like, I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. I was a kid. I'm not the same oh, person God. I was when I was. Like, I didn't have the same attitude. I don't have the same attitude I did as a kid. So, like, how are you going to hold that against me? But, like, so, for instance, like, everyone in my family has danced in a club. Like, aunts, cousins, like, a lot of them have danced. I danced, and all of a sudden, I'm a whore. And all of a sudden, I'm, all of a sudden I'm doing drugs, and I'm, like, they judge me for that. I'm, like, I, I'm a single mom. Like, like, a strip club? Yeah. Like you've been a stripper, that's so cool. <laughs> I, I was not anymore. I can't take I can't hustle. I suck at hustling. I'm not hustler. <laughs> so like so like I I can dance, I love dancing and stuff, but like I can't I can't hustle. Like I can't for shit anything. So like I quit that. But like the fact that they judge me like for that, like I'm a single mom. 
I don't, I don't have a consistent babysitter. My baby daddy isn't in the picture, you know, so it's like I can't keep a job. I can't hold a job. Yeah, because so like, you have to work really, around their schedule, the kids' schedule, yeah. of course. Yeah, so it was, like, really hard for me to, like, so for me, that would seem like my only option. Mm-hmm. And instead of them being, like, understanding of that, they were like, oh, well, you could do anything else. Why that? Like, you also could do anything else. You know, yeah. like, why? But you're why here in my business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, when you said dance, I was like, dance, like, mix. Like Mexican, music. they're all dancers. Like, I what is like ballet dancers? What kind of dance? And I'm like, that's dance. cool. I haven't danced in three years, and like, oh, I, I, because I had a pole, I had a pole in my house, so I quit dancing for work like four years ago. Quit dancing in my house for myself three years ago, and I haven't danced since. I like got fat immediately after that. Like, it was good. It was a good fucking workout. I looked hot. I can't even climb was, the pole, girl. I can't even uh, do that. I cannot right? do it. A good I cannot that. I'd just be holding on to the pole the whole time. Just. <laughs> I think with Houston over here being so small, like I could never do that because I'm bound to run into like a family member. I wanted to go over here. Oh, the I had a cousin. Oh my god! Fucking cousin show up to the club, and I was like sitting there with like my little outfit on. Or whatever, and I saw him, and I, I was like sitting, like facing this way, and he was like the door was that way, and so I was like looking around, like looking. I was just sitting at a table by myself, but like talking to the girls, and I was looking around, like looking for my next person, and I was looking around, and I saw him, and I was like, oh my god, oh, I turned around, and then I was like, and then I had to go up to him, I was like, hey, like I'm here, you cannot be here right now, like <laughs> don't, like I'm trying. <laughs> he had to go. Yeah. He oh, fucking stayed. He stayed. And the very my turn on the on the stage, he like went somewhere else. But like I thought you were gonna I, say he, I, he, didn't. Didn't. Like, he went so much. Oh, <laughs> no, he goodness. no, he like he went somewhere else and like but like, I can't walk uncomfortably with you here. God imagine but you had to have the body for it. At the back then, I did not now. But you said you couldn't hustle, so what were you? You couldn't get the guys or what? I couldn't. I sucked at like talking to the guys. Where like I would be like, "Oh, so like, are you married?" What do you do for work or like like stuff like that? And it's just like it shouldn't you like. They're there to get away from their life, you know? They're not there to talk about their life, you know? So you get to, like, take them out of there and be, like, compliment, like, look how sexy you are, whatever. And I just couldn't do that because they weren't sexy. Like, I can't pretend to flirt with someone. Like, I suck at it. So, like, I, I, I had no game or whatever. And it just, yeah. And that's a major then- thing, like, l- learning how to work because it's basically, like, sales, you know? Like, yeah, selling your body, but you're trying to make money. So it's like you have to learn being in like the sales and the customer service and all that industry. You really learn mm, yeah. yeah. And then like the guys wanted extra stuff, and I just wasn't. I wasn't gonna do that. Like I, I, I don't want to do that. So that was another reason I left. And I just like eventually, like, and then not only that, like, think about my dad. Like he's not safe. Like I can't. I, you know, like, even, like, how he treated me as a teenager, letting me do things whenever I wanted, the comment mm-hmm. about the sexual assault and the way he handled that, the, 
like whenever he used to watch my kids, like one time she was one, she was one and a half, and my dad was parked in front of my apartment, and he left my kids in his car. He's a hoarder, okay? So his car is a mess. So he left the kids in the car. She was not strapped in. And then he ran back up to my apartment to get the diaper bag or something. And so he goes back up and while and the door to uh the door to his car is open. So she's not strapped in, his car is a mess, the door is open, and he leaves them unattended, right? And I'm like watching this. I'm watching this from my car. And he decides to like leave. And my daughter starts crawling out of the car like i see her little feet dangling out of the car she's getting out of the car and whenever she gets out of the car and i'm looking at her she had a fucking steak knife in her hand and she had a steak knife oh my, my daughter her at one years old he left her unattended with the steak knife with the door open if she had fallen she could have stopped herself yeah and i got mad at him and he was like what are you doing? What are you talking? Like, what do you mean? What am I talking? Like, his concern was I was yelling at him and I was being loud. Not that my daughter had a steak knife. Like, what? Why is that your concern? Me being mm-hmm. loud is not the issue here. I hate whenever like they defend themselves versus like, oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, it's an accident. He's like, oh, what? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, no. Do they do a, when they answer with a question or they don't even. Yeah. Respond with a something else. I hate, I hate that. Yeah. So like that's the kind of stuff. Like he was like really confused. I was like, well, I don't get. I don't understand the issue here. You know, like this. this that's an issue. Like your issue of me yelling at you is not the issue. Your the issue is like my daughter has like that. And so I would yell at him, and that wasn't even like the worst of it. Like he used to give them candy and like let them stay up all night if I worked late. Like it was just like a a forever issue. I was worried about like them be if they were in the car seat i was worried like his driving habits their well-being right yeah their well-being and so like that's when i started i quit dancing and i started writing because i could work from home very reckless yeah that's the word that's his word reckless yeah so like i was like i have to do something from home because i can't trust i can't trust them and even whenever like he comes to visit I have so much anxiety. One time I was home and this is recently there's like a sewer in the like one of those like openings, you know, like in the in the like outside, you know, like mm-hmm. by the sidewalk, by the like curb where it's like a little cutout. Like uh in it, you know, where the the little kid is like yeah, yeah, what's down little, there or whatever. The yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so Someone lost something, a toy down there, and he thought it was gonna be a good idea to put my daughter down there. He put oh, my like daughter in the fucking there? sewer. Like, yeah, it? and then he pulled her out, and she scraped her stomach, and she got hurt. And this is like a month ago, probably. And like, what? And I had already told him like oh, the week prior because he had already thought about it, about doing that. And I told him, "Don't do that. Like, I don't care. Just don't do it." And he still did it. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, no, I don't live with him. I, don't I feel like him. you have to be cautious, you know, because maybe he would do something like unintentional and you have to just, it's like having to watch another kid, right? Yeah. Like, I get so much anxiety when I'm around him. Like, I, I'm so grumpy when I'm around him. And like I said, my, my dog doesn't like him. Like, there's something like, <laughs> not the okay. dogs know. What made you like uh, want to get into like, 
uh, what made you like spark your interest with getting more spiritually like involved with your spiritual self? I'm curious. Okay, well, it's like a, a crazy backstory, and I always I I like to tell it sometimes. Sometimes I don't because some people, and a lot of the groups that I'm in, like people are very skeptical of what I do, you know, because it, it's either it's either you believe it or you don't, you know. So. <laughs> my spiritual is always first like i i i was raised in a catholic home catholicos mm -hmm. all the way you know i baptized first communion i didn't do the confirmation or anything i didn't have a quinceanera either um i was raised like really traditional but my mom being a libra i don't know what it is but she has some spiritual connection with the universe so i don't know if she saw it with me or anything like that but she always put me around like spiritual people like we used to go to temples and like do yoga and read like um meet like these gurus and stuff and but i also remember my mom taking me to places like where I seen tarot cards spread out and I didn't know what okay. they were and I would touch the cards and people would tell me like, oh, that's great. Like, tell me what the cards were, but I didn't know what they were talking about, you know? And I was little and they were mm. old, older people. So at 12 years old, I got my first tarot card reading. Oh. And everything happened the way it was, the cards folded, how the cards came out. So I I believed it from then. I didn't believe it at first. The tarot cards, I'm like, oh, he's going to read the future. But then I saw my future unfold. And then later in my adult life, my issues, and I wanted to find answers. Um, I've gone through therapy. I've talked to people. I, I write in my journal. I just wanted to find a different um, connection. I got into these tarot reading groups and I would see these people pull out cards and ask these questions that you don't ask in the normal world, you know, looking for answers, right? And I posted a thing, I have a tarot deck and I'll pull a card, I'm practicing. And all these girls wanted a reading and I was doing them for free at the time. And I didn't realize how draining um, tarot readings can be and talking to people. So I started getting really drained from it. So I, I would have like a big list and taking donations became to why don't you make a group? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you sell your stuff that you do? I started going live and lighting candles and talking about spirituality and how to get out of a certain place because at, at, the, at the same time I was tapping into my femininity. I didn't know. I like, I was learning how to be a woman at the same time through all my relationships getting um, my boyfriends, learning whatever my mom would throw at me at the time, whatever I learned from my dad, whatever I learned from my friends, you know, I'm like, okay, you have to be a certain way to get to a certain level as a woman, you know? So I was tapping into myself, getting to know myself and with the tarot cards and meditation and kind of disconnecting from the normal of everything i got into um doing that and a lot of girls follow they connect with what i say my path or whatever i guess i have a good hand at um pulling cards and so i don't i'm not referral based i'm not i don't i post what i when i post is is because i have time to offer and when i post like i said it's my time that i'm offering 
but I never go out and say, hey, I see bad energy on you. You know how the, some people come up to you on the street like... I've had that happen to me like twice you know, already. You know, they come up to you, oh, alguien está echando mal de ojo. Tienes esto? Or, oh, they say something to you. I'll never, ever, 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 ever go to you and say that. You know, I, I always... People come to me, I don't look for anybody. I post what I post, and if you want to uh, buy into it, if you want to come to me, I'm right here. If you don't, hey, if you can find it better, if God treats you better, if whatever path treats you better, please go that way. And if you can make it better and you can prove me wrong and whatever, show me so I can go. I never take anyone's path. I'm, I'm all for any religion. I'm down for anything. You know, I never take anything to heart. And with your family, like y'all have a like a spiritual background as well. Like, you know, like my grandma was a bruja. I she never taught me nothing, but I seen a lot of stuff she did. You know, my mom, ella nunca, ella es bruja, pero ella nunca dice que es bruja. Like she just does things like a bruja, you know, and it just <laughs> comes out it. like a bruja, you know. Like she just, she naturally does it. And for me, she saw me do it like, oh, look, I have the tarot cards and look, I have a following. And she's kind of pushed me to, hey, why don't you make it make it um, your own since you're good at it? Because I've done caregiving. I've taken care of, I used to do 24 hour caregiving, taking care of like rich elderly people. And I liked it, but it took a lot of time. And I worked in, in offices, working customer service, doing title loans. I worked at banks. I've done everything. And I always come back to the tarot readings. They always call to me. The, they always, my people, my, my following always looks for me. So I was actually working at a hotel. Not going to lie, like as a housekeeper, I hated it. And they laid, they fired me technically. And when they fired me, I like ran out of my job. Like, <laughs> like I'm fucking out of here. I hate this fucking place. I'm never coming back. You guys did me a favor. And I went back. Everyone in my group, um, if you guys, I'll add it, you guys, they all tell me like, no, be with us. Like, we'll support you. We'll we'll do whatever it takes. So I started my Etsy. I'm on all these platforms, just posting what I post. No, no, no. I'm gonna be depressed and I'm gonna look pretty. And, I, and if I'm gonna be crying, I'm gonna look pretty crying I'm gonna be, uh, with my makeup on. You know, <laughs> right? Like, usually, like, when I, my mom, you know? my mom always said like, when you feel your worst, you should look your best. And like, when in my deepest depression i wasn't a few years ago i used to do my makeup every single freaking day and like i'd go to work and people would always be like we are so happy and smiling and like literally every night i was like i was just asleep i'm not saying fake it like oh look pretty every day and you know like come home and cry or no i'm not saying like you're faking it or whatever but like you know look good you know you have to look good for yourself you know and then also mm -hmm. too you know, like you you never know who's gonna knock at your door you never know who you're gonna run into. I've been, I've yep. been, I'm not even gonna say you could get caught, you could have a good opportunity waiting for you and you didn't even look the part. Yeah, yeah, so look it, presentable, it, yeah. It you, dance right by you, you know? It could and be I'm a job, not, it could be a, like, like a lot of people used to tell me like, oh, you're single, like fix yourself because you never know like when you're gonna meet your soulmate type of thing. Like, you know, don't you wanna look your best? Also, and too, like, you got, you yeah, got kind of. And you got kids, you know? And, mm -hmm. and like, I'm not going to say like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look all hot girl all, all summer, but when I'm out with my kids, like I want my kids 
to know to see their mother presentable that they're not gonna see or they run into their friends oh look i saw look at that girl with look at the mom like all raggedy i'll look raggedy my kids will look better than me but at the same mm -hmm. time when we're out we're all looking good we're mm -hmm. i'm not looking i'm not gonna look raggedy i'm not gonna put myself down and have my kids like you no know? so i try to look my best so we could all feel good you know one thing i learned mm -hmm. from um one particular girl I used to follow on Facebook that became a really good friend, she would say, like, it, like, when you go on a plane or whatever, they say, put your seatbelt on first. When you go on the ride, you put your, your seatbelt on first, you know? Um, when the oxygen thing falls, you put your mask on first, you know? So you got to be ready. If you don't feel good, if the mom does not feel good, if you feel like shit, if you're depressed, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to take care of your kids. You're not. You're not going to be able to be do anything for them. You're going to be resentful towards your kids if if you don't feel good about yourself. If you don't have, oh, if you have to look good, you don't have to do any of that, but whatever it is that makes you feel good, and if you don't feel good, you're going to feel like shit taking care of your kids. I was just say, do you think it goes back to like how you said you're, you're uh, getting in touch with your woman's side now? So like you feel now more like I want to be more like girly, like fix my hair, do my makeup. Cause I, I think I went through that point in my life as well from being like just straight tomboy, basketball shorts, no makeup, wouldn't even carry a purse, like nothing until now. Like I feel like I want to be presentable looking, wear my lipstick, you know, have my blush on, stuff like that. I try to be presentable, but also too in my past, I was doing everything for my boyfriend. I was I was trying to be the relationship girl. I was trying to do what they I was the Eve. There's the Eve and then there's a Lilith. The Eve is submissive towards the man. He'll do whatever it is for the man, you know, because that's what God wants, whatever. Sorry guys if we're talking about religion. And then the Lilith is the more dominant one, the one that takes wants to be in control. And Eve didn't like um adam didn't like eve you know because she wanted to ride him or whatever she wanted to be on top of him and, and, and i'm not saying like it's bad to like do what your man says if you're in a relationship or whatever but you have to like separate yourself like the man is always going to do what he wants to do at the end of the day they always do what they want to do if they if they're going to go with their friends or they're my job my family then my mom you know whatever mm -hmm. they got going on they're always going to do what they got going on and you know what we tend to do we tend to follow we tend to wait we tend to you know they're going to do them while we wait for them or you know i'm going to hope that they come you know i did a lot of that i did a lot of that so thank you guys for listening to this freaks podcast it's really great for y'all to like get to meet erica and mercedes um tune in for next week next week we're gonna like really dive into a topic uh we'll pick a topic and we're really gonna dive in if you have any suggestions or anything like that go ahead and send us a message on our facebook page or on our instagram um if you want to uh follow follow us on instagram it's uh the at the mental mom podcast and then we also have youtube and we have our Facebook page at the Mental Moms. Um, but yeah, it's really great to like, get to meet Erica and Mercedes. If y'all want to say anything, go ahead. Um, well, hopefully, you know, a lot of moms or single parents, even dads, if they relate, 
will join in and start, you know, putting their two cents in and joining the conversation and definitely following us. Hopefully we get to reach a lot of people because hope, like us three have a lot in common. Maybe we have a lot in common with other women as well. So, you know, I'm looking forward to everything, looking forward to the next topic and diving into a specific topic. Like I love the vibe, love the conversation. I love that we all can talk and we are so different yet we have so much in common. So I'm looking forward to it, definitely. Thanks, everybody, um, for listening. I hope you guys all tapped in and you guys all resonated with something that was talked about here. And hopefully, and I know you guys are going to be following us. So add your friends, your family, your haters, and let them know that we're here. And we're going to be here on all platforms so stay tuned and whatever topics that you guys think we should talk about we're here we're all for the fun and we're all to, here to listen and we're all here to learn so guys enjoyed what we had to say i hope you guys like what i had to say and where i'm coming from so i hope you guys and i know you guys will be following us so i'm hoping to see all you guys next week thank you thank you bye bye guys thank you